Uh, yeah, go ahead, Hef. Yeah. Three, two, one, zero. It's movie time! We're back again with movie time! Hey, everybody, I bet you thought that you were never going to hear that again. But, yep, we are back. It's like uh, we are here for a very special time, and I am here with three amazing people and some excellent topics for uh, all of you who have missed us uh, since the last time. I have, of course, here uh, Olaf. Hey, Olaf, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm just sitting here chilling in this nice 17-degree weather. So, <laughs> uh, just, you know, hanging in there trying to stay warm. <laughs> cool. And we have Kente also. It's like the man who has gone through the 24-hour clock. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, I can't believe I'm, I'm uh, awake. But uh, we in we are hour twenty one. So if I start slurring my words and sounding stupid, um, you know why? I'll go get you that beer that you asked for. Man, I, you know what? I, I um, Miosha was saying maybe I need to get some coke, and I was like, maybe I need some coke, coke. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Cla- coke, hey, coke, <laughs> classic, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have our special uh, one with us today. Hey, Jen, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, it's like, and it's been a while, and for all of you who don't know why, it's been a while, because it's like, you know, the world of film, and all the fun things that happen in between, and the only thing that's also changed is now these are permanent. This is the new model. This is the new, uh, the new look for movie time. It's like, yeah, we went from this to this uh-huh. <laughs> in a dramatic change. Uh, you know, um, you know, in our chat room is Ryan. Um, we're gonna make Ryan jealous because Grayson is, you know, is from Canada. Oh wait, he dropped out, so I have to wait till he comes back to say it. My bad. That's okay. <laughs> he, he's like, back. he's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till he comes back. I'm gonna make him hear what I have to say. You, you, you run, you run him off. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to be jealous. Yep. And uh, so, also, so for tonight, we have three amazing subjects for y'all. And we're going to save our last one, which is our year in review, to our very, very end. And in the meantime, we're going to start off with our very first one, which is dealing with exactly what the topic that you uh, saw at the top. A good title for your film. And we're not talking about the title that's actually out in the theater. We're talking the one that when you're going from script stage to uh, ready to get into the screen stage. A lot of people don't realize how important a title is. You do uh, some of the things that a title can do for you, the proper one, and especially a very important thing. It can turn your investor off. Merely the title. They won't even bother to look at the proposal. They won't bother to look at the script. If you're looking to attract a producer, if the wrong title is on there. So let's talk about titles. It's like when you think about them, what are some of the things that uh, would turn you guys off in terms of a title for a film project? You, you know, the thing that would turn me off might be something that might turn the financier on. Like those titles like, uh, you know, um, Richard Nixon, Vampire Hunter or you know something like that that would be like oh god i face palm you know kind of thing but i think a financier might like it so uh, i don't know those really corny 
type, you know, uh, mashup, you know, it's going to be history and zombies or something like that. Like yeah. Pride and Prejudice and zombies. <laughs> right. Or... Right, right. Uh, and also, so Jen and Olaf, what do you think there are some of the other things that might turn an investor off? Or a producer off when they're looking at it if you're only at the script stage? Anything that's a bad pun. Not a play on words, <laughs> because that might work, but a bad pun. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't... I, I, just looking at the title, first of all, you don't know what that translates to. Secondly, bad puns are just universally usually panned so i can see why that would not be a super good choice also the other thing that i think would not work in a title are things that are so nondescript that they become instead of being intriguing they're just sort of meh you know those kinds of things yeah if you yeah if you don't have something in the title that's a little bit kind of like makes them go hmm uh, yeah, make some go. Make some go. And like, and like, so you got to watch what you're doing with the titles because it's like, say, as Jen said, you do like a pun, you don't know who you're going to offend because you might, it might be funny to you, but the investor, maybe the pun that you put out there, that's uh, the investor has personal experience with that and is like, oh no, you didn't. So you have a little bit of a little bit of a bite to it, somehow to, mm-hmm. to kind of that you need to have something that kind of gives a little clue to the, what the movie is. And it's also very important. Also, when you're thinking of the title of your film, there's also several things that you have to also consider when you're looking at a title. Not only who is your target audience, which is also a big, huge one. What's the story's perspective? Who are you looking to attract in terms of perspective? Because it was very interesting. It was there was a an episode. There was something that was brought up another day dealing with the title of uh, a script that was being worked on, which has two titles in terms of a working title. And it was brought forward that one is a very male slanted title, one is a very female slanted title. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. So. Let's talk about that a, uh, a little bit when you're thinking of it. Um, titles also have other things like age groups. So, what would you think in terms of like the teen years? Uh, if you were looking to attract, you know, the ones who are in the Twilight crowd, uh, for example, and not and no comments on the whole Twilight thing of like it hated. The point is, is that yes, that that was the title of a book and that was translated out into a movie. Young adult uh, literature. Exactly. But if you were looking to do a specific genre, specific title, what kinds of things would you think that would appeal to a, uh, a millennial, a younger person? It's like the new iPhone is out. Yeah, um, but what kinds of titles? Well, the, I mean, that, that's actually a really good point, Olaf, because the, the movie that was called Unfriended, although it was rather abysmal hey, in terms of content. Like oh, God. I like that I, movie. Oh, gosh. But but it but it had an appeal. It, it had an instant uh, it had an instant draw appeal, and that I feel right. like is really millennial. Right. Everybody and... who's a millennial knows what unfriended is. But if you yeah. try to drag your sixty year old grandmother, she might not know. It's like yeah, well, what's unfriended? You know, and posting you know the ninety year old grandma is posting pictures on her you know on her wall and like literally on her wall. So. 
not on their but, Facebook wall. But you know, but yeah, I, like I don't something think... something along the lines of, you know, the uh, I, iPhone. It's like my iPhone died or something like that. You know, something that would be mm-hmm. in in that genre of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that other stuff. That's going to hit the millennials. I, I wonder if it's just pop culture or if also there's something else to it. Because it, it is easy to make a pop culture reference, but I think it's much harder if you're thinking about really good uh, intellectual property titles to come up with something that doesn't sound too much like other stuff that's been published, but it's still going to be attractive to a young adult audience. And you have to make sure of also, even though titles can't be copywritten in terms of that, it's like there is open uh, to that in terms of that. You have to make sure also that there isn't movies in that same genre with that right. title. Yeah, that could get confusing. Another thing that also happens with age groups, it's age groups of, as well, people in, in certain demographics as well that in, the, in demographics are you going for an urban crowd are you going for a suburban crowd are it's like again this is also some categorizing in that it's like also with your genre as well as also your age you also have to say whose point of view is on the story that you're actually doing so you're so like so an example of sort of demographic uh, choosing would be like if you had a horror movie that was urban centered and let's say it was uh, Slaughter on Fifth Avenue everybody would know that pretty much that took place in New York City but it would be even more telling if you said uh, Rodeo Drive or Rodeo Drive sorry Slaughter or something like that right because that clues right. you in on the exact demographic yeah yeah that's that that also is super interesting you're right <sighs> So if you also think about it as well, in terms of that, it's like when you're looking at it for also audiences that are the box office that are going to fill up your seats, as well as also, even if it's television as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you're looking through Netflix, for example, or different uh, or different streaming ones, Hulu, Amazon, I'll plug them all if you want in regards to it, shameless plugging. Um so, Kente, would, uh, what would you say that is the thing that attracts you of the title that becomes the end title of the film? Um, to, like on Netflix or something? That's really yeah. that's a great question because obviously, if it's a movie that we're, we're very aware of that's been out in the theater, you'll you know you'll be attracted to the buzz around it. But they have a lot of films that you may have never heard of until you saw them in the Netflix queue, and so. If it's titles like uh, something that's dark or something that's, um, I don't know. Uh, it's, I think a lot of it goes with a thumbnail as well uh, <laughs> that you can see. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like uh, I've been, how many of us been deceived by the title and the and the thumbnail? You know, you're like, oh, that's, it looks interesting. That sounds interesting. It'll be like, uh, you know, it'll be like... Um, the world at its end or something but then it's you know something about knitting or something and you're like this movie sucks <laughs> you know yeah. yeah there's there's been times that you look at the thumbnail the title says hmm that's interesting so you watch the trailer huh that should be interesting the only thing interesting about the movie was the trailer <laughs> <laughs> 
But, it, but you know, it, it goes the other way, too, because I almost didn't watch mm -hmm. Bird Box based on the title. I thought the title was just ridiculous. And I, I honestly didn't. I sort of prejudged the movie based on how ridiculous I thought the title was. All these that happened with like, me with Good Will Hunting. Oh, that's a good I one. almost thought that I wasn't going to go see it. I, I was like, I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. I was like, okay. You know, uh, it's the great, okay, what is this movie exactly? What am I looking at so this in is... regards to it? And then I actually went in and I was like, okay, this title, Good Will Hunting, okay, so it might intrigue me a little bit. And the, the poster certainly did nothing for me to understand what it was. And then next thing you know, I walked into the theater and I was like, I, I loved it. Now, here's a, uh, I, I pulled up Netflix and... Uh, yep. Here's, you know, I could read some titles and you can tell me what this makes you feel. How's that sound? Yep. Okay, so these are movies directed by women. Um, here's a movie called Close. Does that do anything for you? No. Not me. No. Is it a movie called Lionheart? That would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know what? There was an old uh, Van Damme movie. Hey, Tachi! Dr. Tachi. Yep. Um, no, see, if you say Lionheart to me, I think, is that uh, about Richard? Mm. Oh, she see, she says Lionheart is very good. So It was. It's a Nigerian film. Okay. Uh, there's Happily Ever After, and this looks like it's... That, I think it's the Sanaa Lathan movie. What do you think about that? See, like I would think that. Yeah, that would that would interest me. And then there's the kindergarten teacher. Yeah, it's like I, it would. I would have to have a heck of a lot more information about that, even just judging by the poster. Uh, yeah. So I if mean, it was if it was library librarian instead of kindergarten teacher, then there might be a different story. But you know. But see, but see, if if you just added two things to that, if you said like my life with the kindergarten teacher or kindergarten teacher, and then insert some kind of clause after it, that might be compelling. But yes. we def but we definitely have moved into sort of a, a a movie age where we or well, I should say a title age where we are really super. We're trying to be super concise about titles. That's what it feels like. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't know if that's actually really all that great. Being ambiguous seems like it's kind of a shoot in the dark. Well, you know, the thing is to give it that one word title, like next or like uh, bird box. Well, that, that's two words. Mm -hmm. Bird box. Unfriended. 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 You yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. And, and sometimes now how many words is good, two yeah. words? How many words is too many words as far as you're concerned, uh, all of you, that would make you go, uh, too long a title, can't even remember it, don't even know if I want to see it? Well, I, I hate it when movies are the, the, the name of the biography and then the, the real story of, and then they have some description underneath. I, I'll never remember all of that stuff. The, oh, yeah, like the, the true story of Jack so-and-so who went up the hill and came down the... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah exactly. like that kind of thing. Yeah, that 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 is a, a turn off to me. You know, uh, don't be a minute. Well, that's funny though. Don't be a minute <laughs> in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That now that's one of the greatest titles of all time. 
yeah. <laughs> that no, that's that, that's a funny one. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm really t- I'm not very good at titling stuff. Uh, it's maybe that's a good thing. I don't have any children because I probably would suck at titling them. But uh, <laughs> so uh, we would hopefully the mother would be better than uh, I would be. But um, you 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 title the kids one. Two. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> or A, B, C, D. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or the, the name of the place they were conceived at. <laughs> one, one B, two G, uh, Motel Six. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, but you know, I wanted to do a show one time on the importance of a name because I think names do give power. Uh, what is your business? or you know or your film yes. or whatever so it, it is very important because people really do react to it you know there's titles of movies that are good movies but the title just didn't resonate with people yep indeed and then there yeah. are titles that just like are very deceptive to what the movie is about mm-hmm. you should be able to when you're looking at the poster and at the title of the movie kind of get at least a feeling of what's going on with your uh, project. But even at the development stage, a lot of people don't realize. You know what? It's like um, the title that I put on there is the title is going to be read by the distributors, by the actors, to decide whether they want to be in it. And how many times have we heard interviews of actors that said, I got this movie with this stupid title and I was like, Wow, I just didn't want to even look at this thing. <laughs> I, I remember, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I remember. How many of those did we get? I remember uh, Samuel Jackson said he claimed the reason why he did Snakes on the Plane because he said he always wanted to do a movie called titled Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> 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 Which uh, let me translate. Uh, they offered him a nice sum of money and he took it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow. And for that, he would have like slept with the snakes on the plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I, I, I would have ran from that movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I mean, there are uh, certain movies that it's like the title is self-obvious, like the ones that are the DC and Marvel world ones. If you're going to do the movies about them, you obviously have to call them the name of that particular hero or villain, etc., etc. That's pretty much cast in stone that name but then there is also the next part of that yep captain marvel for example it's like godzilla things like that but then there's also for example titles that tell you what kind of genre it also is Mm. which is very key to the investor as well as to the actual end uh, audience as well of having a title that you know, she's all that, for mm. example. Yeah, yeah, she's all that. Yeah. Uh, what is that? How to lose a guy? What is it? Oh, it, it tells you that it's some quote. I'm doing air quotes. Some kind of hip, young, uh, thing. Yeah, she's all that. Or what? Or how to lose a guy in what is it? I forgot. How to lose a guy in ten days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know those kind of titles. Or what women want. Yep. 
See, and if something sounds like it's a horror movie to me, I'll go watch it. If it sounds like it's a rom-com, I'll probably stay away from it with a 20-foot pole. Really? And so, yeah, and so the, I, I sometimes end up missing out on movies that could be good just because they are titled so bad. Mm. Or until I find out something about them until somebody else has seen it or whatever. What do you think about um, sequels? Um do you th- do you like the idea of like James Bond, for example? Each movie is a different title. It's not like part one or part two or whatever, um, which is fantastic. And and but see, a lot of movies will say such and such too, like John Wick Chapter Two or whatever. But then you had a movie like uh, Kiss the Girls, and then the sequel was called Along Came a Spider, and they said that one of their issues were people didn't know it was a sequel because of the fact that the titles were so different and it was a very different tonally tone movie too. So, so they said that was like a big issue was people didn't know really that it was the sequel to kiss the girls. And when you do have movies in that uh, sort of genre again, where it's like you're having a sequel to your, uh, to the original movie, you have to be very careful when also reusing a title. Mm-hmm. as well it's like you know that whole part two like super troopers part two or you know again you know when they did this now this new girl with the dragon tattoo movie it's like they had you know they had to have you know as part of that the dragon tattoo series it's like um if you actually go to the movie you would have equated it mm-hmm. especially since the only thing that's changed is claire foy is now playing it instead of mara rooney um, Dre had a good one, Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. Yeah, that was a big one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times having also a new title gives also the company a lot of leeway then to be able to explore around a little bit with the movie so that you don't make the sequel to it quite as, you know, genetically cut, a paper cut, uh, like as genetically cookie cuttered as the original one. Like a lot of people asked uh, at one point in time with regards to um, the movie that uh, we're currently dealing with, um, well, would I be having a sequel? The answer to that is yes, you would be having a sequel if it's demanded, first of all. And second, it's like then you have to come up with clever plotting to be able to make a sequel viable, but you don't name it, oh, this plus the sequel. You you know, there's another thing, too. Like, I don't know if you know about this practice in Hollywood. And maybe uh, Tachi in the chat room will know what I'm talking about. They'll do this where, okay, the first movie was a big hit, right? Mm-hmm. So then they'll take a movie that wasn't even connected with the other movie. It's already finished. They did this with Open Water 2. It was a movie that had nothing to do with it in the production or anything. And they needed to sell it. So they just retitled mm-hmm. it as a sequel to Open Water and called it Open Water Two. <laughs> so it's a lot of wow. movies. There's a lot of movies like that where it's billed as a sequel, and you're wondering like, this don't feel like a sequel. It's because they just slapped it on there and you know called it something else. It. I hate that practice. Cloverfield has done the same thing yes. as well. Oh yeah. It's like the original movie was great, and then when they had that redo of it it's like it's not that it was bad 
but it's just a matter of that it's also something that gives people a different tone. So even in going through it, it's like you have to understand in terms of your your titles. It's like think about it of who's the end product of it. Who's your target market? What's your age that you're targeting for the movie? And who's actually the, the investor that you're also targeting when you're looking at it for your title? Because there are certain – and also, again – the title will also tell you who do you go to for distribution. For example, you would not go to Disney with, you know, Harry Chops Up the World. Unless Harry Chops Up the World means that he's, he's got a bunch of toys. <laughs> or, he, toy uh, or he works in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Disney, uh, Disney they, they got some twisted stuff over there at Disney. <laughs> The mouse, a lot of it has been franchise purchased. Yeah, the mouse, the mouse ain't the mouse that I grew up on, or or maybe it is, and we just paying attention more. <laughs> no, mouse house has changed. Uh, so, it still is Disney Housian, only you just get an extra bonus of extra ears and bought up ears. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lucas. Yeah. And you get some really cool stuff. It's like they got the Marvel Universe, all of that. So it's like, yeah, there's something to think about as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that we are also uh, looking at as well for people in regards to titles, you also want to make sure that the title that you're using is not one associated with a bad brand, Mm, so to speak. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, this is not a bad brand, but um, there was a movie that came out called Manhunter, and Manhunter mm-hmm. is actually the first of the of the um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Thomas Harris novels uh, with the with the uh, Hannibal, Hannibal. Thank you, Hannibal Lecter. Yes. And um, what happened was that movie's a great movie, but it was a big time flop. So um, when they did these they did the sequel to it um they were very concerned about their you know the idea of it uh when they did silence of the lambs there was this big fear that there would be a connection there but because they changed the name from the book because the book is called red dragon um they were able to not you know the um the stink from the lack of success of manhunter was uh was not ported over to silence of the lambs even though Manhunter is an amazing movie. It was way better than the Red Dragon movie that came out later. Very true. Yeah. And the reason why and, they yeah. changed it to from Red Dragon, um, real quick, the reason why they changed it from Red Dragon to Manhunter was because at the time there was a lot of martial arts movies and they didn't want people to assume that Red Dragon was <laughs> like a Bruce Lee knockoff movie or something. <laughs> And in terms of also television, when you're looking at it for titles, if you think about this and also in the television world, um, we have a lot of things that have uh, happened in the television world with titles because um, the wrong title can really set the bad mood and tone for the actual production itself and whether the audience will click to the show or not. They had a lot of uh, questions in terms of what they were going to name the show, for example, after Roseanne left. Connors, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, what, uh, what were they going to name it? They came up, 
finally with the Connors at the time, but which made the most sense. However, that being said, um, does it equate to keeping your audience? Or even with new shows, like they were talking about the shows, for example, that are being canceled this year. And some of them, I was looking at the titles and going, I can understand why people didn't, you know, caught into this particular show. Even if I didn't actually see the show itself, the physical titling of it would not make me want to flip to it and go, oh, yeah, totally have to see that. Yeah. I mean, and then remember, there's some titles that are downright insulting. And let me see if my old heads are in the chat room. Uh, do you guys remember a show called um, Homeboys in Outer Space? With uh, it was Flex Alexander. <laughs> yeah, see, that I remember it caused a big stir and people got pissed, mm-hmm. rightfully so. And, um, you know, yeah, Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, I ain't lying. That was a show yeah. called Homeboys in Outer Space. And then um, they also had this show called The Legend of Desmond Pfeiffer or something like that, which it was another yeah. one that was uh, some BS. And then now they got a show called Fresh Off the Boat. I don't even know if that's still on. That's insulting. And I'm not even Asian, but I'm <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. This is 2019. And, what, 19 and they, <laughs> you know, what, you know, like, geez. That was an awful show, too. It, yeah, it looked like just stereotype after stereotype. It was I was like, geez, man. I, you would have thought that was from the 70s. <laughs> exactly. I would have With a title like that, Fresh Off the Boat, I would have thought it was a fishing show. <laughs> right. It would have been better if that was what it was about. I'd be like, oh, no, a fishing show. Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know who did you know who did this that kind of crossover thing really successfully? Well, I mean, one of the, one of the series is uh, because it, it, it they didn't title it Psycho. They didn't. They did something really interesting by focusing on the place, and then letting the characters sort of fill in around that instead of focusing on what made the franchise in the first place, which was the title Psycho. Right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, this is why I'm saying that it's like a, just as uh, and we can go more into this also on our future Wednesday movie nights uh, for our movie time show. Um, but think about that the next time that you're watching a show. Think about that when you're writing your scripts. Think about who, again, and what the title is and why it is that you're doing it. What about titles that have profanity in it or or some sort of sexual thing? Like, there was a uh, there was a, this talk show called The Best Damn Sports Show, period. You know, um, and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I remember at the time that was a little controversy that, you know, damn was in the title, you know, um, and then, you know, sex in the city, you know, um, you know, sex is in the title, you know, like if you actually put uh, some sort of profanity or, you know, body part or something like that in the title, like, does that limit? Uh, I mean, those were, I mean, that show was very popular, but does that limit your audience to a certain degree when you chose, when you decide to go that way? It does and it doesn't. It depends if your reader uh, understands it and why you actually put that in the title. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, again, it can, uh, and the audience looking at it. And again, it's also where it's pitched to. 
if it's on Netflix, they don't, or other stations like Amazon, etc., they don't, it's like titles so much in terms of using cuss words, they don't technically look at it as seriously as they do on mainstream network television because they figure, oh, well, there's going to be young kids watching too. Mm-hmm. But even they are starting to, you know, go uh, go a little bit more looser with titles in that sense and you know what if it's necessary in the title then yeah you should use it mm. i mean is it really necessary though really it depends on what the show is if it is a show uh, <laughs> making whoopee in the, making whoopee in the city <laughs> that been i think that would have killed it right yeah it's like uh, you wouldn't, uh, and it's like it was again based on a book, Sex in the City. That's true. It's like we're also, um, for example, that they have um, on Comedy Network Drunk History. Mm hmm. That's a good you know, show. Again, you know, yeah, you, you pretty much know what you got there. <laughs> you yeah. hear that. Yeah, they, they were a show, uh, what is it, Hunting, Hunting Hitler. You know exactly what you're in for. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, which is very important. Then you do know, and you're kind of going, "Hey, I'm either interested in this or mm, nah." <laughs> reality shows they have, they tend to have pretty, you know, like you basically you don't even need to see the pilot. The title is pretty much tells you what the show is. Like you don't even need to see the first episode. Yes, you know? like the Titan Games. <laughs> right, right. It's like. It's like, yeah, if you don't know what this show is, you know, you know, I feel sorry for you. I don't know. The, the one new reality show coming out, it's kind of hard to understand. It's like Temptation Island. I'm not quite sure what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where uh, Jen lives. <laughs> Temptation Island. It, it is. I, what I do is I, I set out like these long lines of cheesecakes from the airport all the way up to my house and just lure people. It's really awesome. I'm for that. Oh, you're the one that did that. I was wondering where those all those cheesecakes came from. Yep. Yep. It was a really original idea. I'm, I'm really glad the studio picked it up. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But where, uh, where an inappropriate title is, is Big Brother. There's nobody really mentoring anybody on that show. No, no, it's more Big Brother as in the Aurelian sense. Uh huh. Then they should be calling it Free for All. Like Big Brother's watching. That's what that. Yeah. Yeah, Big Brother's watching. You know, it's like uh, you know, and again, it's like uh, they're not using an Orwellian term to go into somebody's bedroom and watching two people go at it. Is that what you want it to be called? Two people in the bedroom going at it. No, <laughs> I'd call it like you know the human biodome or something. The human biodome. <laughs> biodome. What a great movie, by the way. Not. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, or you know, yes. uh, what about like movies like um, Slither or Human Centipede? Oh, you got you know. Those titles are you. You got to watch a movie called Human Centipede, right? Sure, if that if you're into the Human Centipede, sure. Why not? You know, or the Fly. The yep. Fly. Yes. 
the fly. You know, that's a movie I can. It was a good movie, but I can only watch that once. I don't think I could watch sit through that again. But look at also shows like Sharknado and how popular that they are. Yeah, you know what you're going to get, I guess, with Sharknado, right? Yes, but not to be <laughs> yeah. con- not to be con- uh, confused with Shark Tank, the TV series. Now you might be confused with that one. You might be slightly confused with that one. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying is like, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, just make sure that you're doing that when you're looking. Which brings us to our also interesting subject uh, that a lot of people don't remember uh, a lot of times. And we do it once a year. It's called Scams. Mm. The latest and greatest. I think Dr. Was Tachi on that one? Uh, no, no, no. She wasn't on that one. Uh, um, the, it was on the last one. The dark side or something like that. Yep. Well, oh. there's a couple of new ones that have popped up in Hollywood. It's like surprise, surprise. In our year of uh, the different movements, it's like um, our newest fun one in the financing world. Of, sure, if you have a million dollars or more, I can turn you over into like. The money that you're going to need through Bitcoin. Ooh. We get we get the new Bitcoin uh, scam. That is ridiculous. No, that, yeah, that's terrible. Um, I I got a great one. I have a, yep. I have a great uh, scam that's going on in Hollywood. Doctor Tachi would love this. All of you filmmakers out here, they actually have. There's two. They're actually charging people to audition to be in like a low budget movie. It is, I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, I can finance my money movie through idiots? (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Like who would pay for an audition? I'm not even talking about you're auditioning for like uh, a top notch AAA title, which I don't do that either. We're talking about like some low budget, you know, movie that no one's gonna see. People are actually paying, like, I think they were paying $200 to audition. I'm like, you know what? I know that's evil, but man, <laughs> like, who? And then. Or, or, or like, five, or $500 if you wanted a speaking part in the movie and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's God, the that other one. Bad. People paying to be in movies. I should make a yeah. movie just to collect the money. <laughs> And a pay to pitch as well, exactly. We're like, oh yeah, like uh, yeah, you'll have um, eighteen pages of dialogue. Just give me like five grand, and (laughs) we'll just shoot some scenes. That 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 happens at writers' conventions, though. You you pay basically to get your material out in front of agents and stuff at the convention, and I always thought that was so disingenuous. Yeah, it is. You should not have to pay to pitch. I agree. It's just, it's yeah. so skeevy. Yeah. Yeah. Has anything ever like got bought from that? Like legit though, not some BS. I don't know. Um, stats, but ugh. probably not. And a lot of pe- and a lot of people tend to do that. I, it's like maybe out of you know the five hundred people who pitch, there they'll maybe. Look at maybe one. Um, another one that is the will do your screenplay about, uh, and this is one on not legitimate sites. 
And there is a couple, by the way, if anybody ever wants, I can give you a couple of very legitimate sites for people who can analyze your screenplays uh, and they're not charging an arm or leg and all of that. It's like they're very reasonable in terms of price and they're also professionals. But it's like there's also those sites that it's like, oh, yeah, we'll have people analyze your script for you, five random people, and we'll score you. Which is a, a, another new one that comes on there. Or we'll financially analyze you to see if you're financially viable. Hmm. You, you All know, you pay us is $950 to do that. Uh, or, and then they got the ones where it, someone who was the assistant director to the assistant director to the assistant director of the, of the uh, cafeteria worker on Titanic is uh, going to show you <laughs> how to break into the business. <laughs> Just give me yep. three grand. I was on the set of the Titanic. <laughs> yes. I was on the set, not the actual Titanic. I was on the movie Titanic, uh, the NBC, uh, though, the NBC um, miniseries Titanic. <laughs> yeah, not even the DiCaprio one. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to show you how to break into the business. All you need to give me is, you know, three grand. I will guarantee you. That's that's another thing guaranteed. There's no guarantees in Hollywood, so no. you know it's definitely not a meritocracy. So you know it's when people start guaranteeing you stuff. If you just give me a little money, you know it's like a preacher guaranteeing you to get into heaven. <laughs> you won't find out until it's too late, right? Well, that's what they call tithing at church. <laughs> it's just like give me money. I swear I'll pray for you to get into heaven. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the, it's in that same way. It's like it, it's the understanding, as we've said every year. It's like Olaf, what was your favorite scam this year? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, you want to be a model? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like it's like you want to be a model. Give us five hundred dollars, and we'll give you lessons, and then you can go. For you know, fifteen hundred, we'll do your headshots for you. I'd say yes. That's the that would be my favorite scam for this year. Yeah, we'll shoot. Your, we'll take your. We'll shoot your headshots, but if you actually want copies of it, that's another five hundred dollars. I've seen that one too. Yeah. Yeah, and your headshots will also include your boobies in that shot. Yeah, you know. Because, uh, yeah, we always uh, we always take a headshot from there up. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, that's another thing too. Like I've ha- I've had actresses and models come to me and say, you know, this uh, producer, he he says I need to get naked for this audition. I'm like, no. Are, are you doing a porn? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm supposed to be on an I'm supposed to be on an episode of Little House on the Prairie, and they said I need to get naked. Hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have clothes back then. Uh, yeah. All the yeah. time. So, yeah. And my warning to everyone in the audience, please be aware that these cryptocurrencies, some of them are legit, some of them are not legit. Um, the fact that they want to churn your money really quickly, I would not say is legit. I would have a big, huge question mark, question mark, question mark with cryptocurrencies. 
The old saying, Except for if it's me, though. Sayings, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. If it, if it, unless it's me, if you give me five grand, I will give you some Bitcoin. <laughs> there you go. That will be worth a dollar fifty. A, a, a little bit coin. A little bit of coin. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, just hand it to me. Yep, that cryptocurrency. Yeah. So, just as a as a good piece of advice, it's like. I'm not saying that, that certain cryptocurrencies don't work. Get to know more about it before you get involved in it. And if somebody's saying, well, if you just had your first $100,000, I can get you flipped around to a million dollars in like three, four days. Mm, be a little skeptical on that. Yeah. Well, my favorite is, okay, I'm going to get you this $100,000, but you need to send me $5,000 to get the 100000 yeah, that's not a yes. That's a scam, ladies and gentlemen. Unless it, it is unless it comes from me. It's not, it's not <laughs> <laughs> or me, right? Yeah, it's a, it, you know, it's a, either me or Kente. It's not not a scam, but anybody else that is. Yeah, send me five grand. I promise you, I'll get you a hundred grand. <laughs> there you go. Maybe monopoly money, but it will be a hundred grand in money. <laughs> yeah, and again, and again, it's also that paying for services that it's like are not actual services. And I will remind people once again: please keep in mind that it's like if you want to hire somebody as your producer, things like that. Yes, you do have to pay them in terms of a salary, but please don't think that you have to do upfront fees before they've even agreed to do the work. In using my grandmother's uh, saying, only certain professions ask for money up front before doing the job. Can I, can I ask and, this question? Because yes. you, you've dealt with financiers. Anybody else out there who, who knows about it? I'm about to start doing the tap dance to try to raise money for projects and stuff. So, uh, Tachi, I'm going to need you to teach me how to tap dance so I can get this money to make these movies. But um, um, what... Is there a such thing as bad money when it comes to financing your film? So, say yes. like JoJo, the uh, questionable income guy, he has the money, um, and he wants to put it in your movie. Um, is uh, you know, and I know a lot of movies are getting funded that way. Uh, what do you suggest about that? If you know JoJo, the the street pharmacist who has some money, he wants to put in your film. Um, well. You have to realize that uh, basically when you're looking at it, um, the SEC is going to be the one who uh, overrules on this and overrides on it. They're going to ask where this money source came from. So therefore, you must think of it in terms of how far you're willing to go. There are things like, for example, there are people in the adult film industry who want to invest into films that are not in the adult industry. And absolutely, you know where that money has come from. How uh, from that person? However, that being said, if it was come, it's come through a nefarious method. As much as you want to have your movie done, you have to realize that uh, that it's like if you if they find out the source that actually did the original financing. Um, I don't think you want to do your film from an orange jumpsuit point of view. Yeah, I, I like a long time ago. I had a, a guy who said, oh, you're doing movies. I have this uh, cousin that he wants to invest in it. So, you know, that's ma magic music to our ears, right? Uh, investor. Yep. But he was shady as hell. So, 
you know, I kind of didn't mess with him. Uh, I didn't mess with him on it. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I know a lot of movies, you'd be shocked. What, where I mean, maybe you wouldn't be shocked that, you know, the mafia is, is financing it, uh, drug money, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. So, but um, I just wondered, like, okay, if I just play, if I play deaf, dime, deaf, blind, and dumb, uh, can I be <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. There was blood on the money. I didn't, he might've had a nosebleed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you can, but also at the same time, you're also playing fast and loose also because the terms of repayment, it's like, who are you going to go to if it all goes south and they decide to pull their money? Right. Or, or their assets get frozen. Yes. Because <laughs> they're fighting, a lo- uh, fighting uh, going to prison, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, so really be careful of that sort of thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, even though Uncle Louie in the corner there seems really, and Uncle Luigi seems really great and wants to help out, find out where Uncle Luigi actually got his money. Yeah. It's so it's so tempting, too, to do it. Because those, yeah. those people got money to, you know, they want to, they want to, you know, like everybody wants to be a movie producer, right? If you got some money, right? So, but then it's the financing with money and movies is funny. Like, you know, they say no movie makes money, which is, you know, I don't know if you ever heard that, like on the books, uh-huh. you know, they say that. So, um, you know, you don't want to have to be explaining, well, you know, this didn't come through and that to some, you know, shady people. They All they want to know is I put money in, I want it back, you know, so, you know. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like I said, that if you feel that you want to take the risk with it, you have to decide also at the end of the day, um, are you willing to pay the actual uh, ultimate price? Mm -hmm. Your movie may get made, but um, your movie also might be seized. And they're not, and those people who want to give you those prices, um, they're doing it. Not because they particularly love you. They're trying to find a place where to put the money. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, a heads up on that. Which brings us to our final subject tonight, because I see that we're five running minutes. on our short little time period. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. Which is our year in review. We will be doing a longer year in review show coming up uh, in our movie time as we get back to, together and Olaf and I will be speaking all about that um, for our 2019 season. Even though our 2018 season was really short in a way, um, this year has seen some really interesting things. Everything from people who have been arrested to people dropping like flies. Yeah. A lot of great talents have passed in this last year. None of the least it being Michael Anderson, my mentor, which I'm, uh, you know, may he rest in peace. He was a wonderful human being, shoes of the fishermen around the world in 80 days. It's like, you know, no, uh, no mentor could ever possibly, you know, replace him in terms of my mentor who, uh, who taught me so much. Uh, Penny Marshall, passed away there's been so many wonderful actors who have passed in this year and then you've also had 
people, for example, like um, Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, who can't keep themselves out of jail long enough mm-hmm. to pass or do anything else because shows got canceled because of that. Well, I don't think they've been to jail, though. I think they've just been to court, right? Well, it's like, uh, you know what? This is very interesting these years. It's like also this year has seen quite a few things. It's like everything from this, the, the rise of the Me Too movement to contra, uh, Me Too movements to Time's Up and Not Time's Up to um, it's just been a crazy year in film. Also, everything from Black Panther straight on through to, you know, uh, sequ- uh, Actually, we're seeing less sequels this year. Can I can I ask the audience a question, uh, real quick? Uh, um, yep. When you guys watch movies now with Kevin Spacey in it, do you guys feel any different now? Knowing what kind of uh, slime bucket he is, like if you watch, I love The Usual Suspects, one of my favorite movies. Like now, when you watch it, do you go like, do you get like this nasty feeling when you see it? See, I do. And I love that movie. That's the thing that sucks is, like, if it's somebody, you, you know, you don't like, it's real easy to say, F that dude, you know? But, uh, yeah, like Johnny Depp. Right, right, yeah. right. But, uh, you know, he's been in some of my favorites. And now when you see him, you're like, ugh. You know, you're just like, ugh, this guy, this dude. So, uh, I don't know. Um, or do you just, like, when he comes on the screen, you just go like this. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and it does it does beg the question on it. And uh, like I said, you know, looking at our year in review, we've had quite a few things that have gone on financially, film wise, um, changes with uh, a lot of more emphasis on um, exterior distributions outside of the theatrical uh, realm. So we've got a lot to talk about in this year coming up. You know, there. It's just speaking of that. Just before we wrap up, there there have been so many awesome uh, straight to VOD releases that got zero to little critical acclaim, and they were they were good. There were some really good things. Not to mention the fact that a ton of such good movies came out at the film festivals. I wish we could hear more about those. Yes. And certain movies that you really don't want to. So, uh, in that being said, it's like, uh, I hope that y'all tune in for our new year of movie time that will be coming up. And yes, we do promise that there will be some movie time coming up. Sorry, folks. Like I said, that, you know, real world's all, uh, you know, it's like world's always get in the way, including film world and uh, stuff like that. And as I said, with that being said, how do we get in touch with you, Olaf? How do we stalk you? Uh, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa, but just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I have an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> and Jen, how do we stalk you? She's unstalkable. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm the one who stalks. <laughs> I'm the stalker. I don't get stalked. Oh, we lost you. And Kinty, how do they get in touch with you again? You can go to indyradio.org. That's I N D Y radio.org. You can get me at 
on Twitter at Kente F. That's K I N T E F. And of course, Instagram, I N D Y Radio. You can get me there. I think yep. we hear Jen now. And for me, you're able to uh, get me on Facebook, on Twitter. Yes, I've actually uh, started learning how to tweet. Woo! Go 2019. Um, so uh, it's like on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Visipedia, on at least 17 podcasting stations. And like I say, if you can't find me on the air, it's probably because you're just not stalking me hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, have things changed where we're asking people to stalk us. <laughs> well, only for the good things. It's like if you, uh, it's like, uh, you know, uh, collabor- uh, collaborate and all work together. If you're outside of my means- window at night, I will bring you cocoa. Is basically there what you're you saying. There you go. <laughs> cocoa and, and a I'll be honest, uh, And I'll be honest with, your, uh, with all of your scripts for TV and movies. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, everybody. We have two more programs left for the night. Oh, Melvin's in the house. So I'm going to ask everybody to go over. We're gonna, we have a Mars Venus uh, episode that's about to pop off. Uh, thank Woo-hoo! you so much, Grayson. We're going to have the big close off after the Mars Venus episode. Uh, and um, I can't believe it. I'm wide awake. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> but, um, but I'm ready to go. So thank you, everybody. And I'll see you over into the other room. Peace. Yep. Thanks for listening. Take care.